So there's this young guy who is uh, now one of the most watched YouTubers, and he's got a lot of interesting um, ideas for all of us as far as how to think about like the time you spend on your craft. So I just want to jump into uh, the notes. So first he talks about, hey, maybe, I, you know, most YouTubers live in LA. I live in North Carolina. Well, there's some benefits to that. So this is benefits of Mr. Beast's company being in North Carolina. He says there's less taxes, less rent, less cost of employees. If my warehouse, where he shoots his videos, was in LA, it would be eight times the cost. It wouldn't be feasible. In North Carolina, a seven-room office is $1,800 a month. The podcast office they are recording this podcast in is in LA, and that rent for that is $3,000 a month for two rooms. And he talks about, listen, the more, because he was asking about questions, he's just like, I don't, he just kept saying, I don't know over and over again. He's like, the more we talk, the more you'll realize I do YouTube and that is about it. I like to delegate everything else to other people so I can focus on it. So I think the reason this, the, a lot of the, his um, comments stuck out to me is a few years ago, I heard Peter Thiel say something where he's like, most people vastly underestimate the value of their time, considering it's the only finite resource. It's literally what life is made of. And I, that, that always has stuck with me, and I, and I always question whether I'm guilty of that as well, and I'm sure I am to some degree and how I can fix that, right? So Mr. Beast kind of understands that, where he's just like, I do YouTube and nothing else. Uh, he says, you asked me about my shirt. I didn't buy this. I had someone shop for me. I, st I, I suck at fashion. Uh, I suck at anything that is not YouTube. So what he's saying there is something we've been covering on Founders Podcast the last three weeks. He's staying well within his circle of competence, to steal that quote from, um, from Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. He says the question, so you outsource everything that is not video making? He says, at the moment, since we are blowing up, meaning like his channel's getting, I think he says every single video he's put out in the last like six months or something, he's got at least 10 million views. Uh, it is optimal to spend the time doing that. That is a very good, if he can apply that for the rest of his life, he's going to have a great life. And he's a very young person that understands that concept. That's very rare. Uh, two, he talks about how fast things can change. He says, two years, I didn't have a single employee. I think now he has something around 10. Uh, if you are a YouTuber, it is about opportunity cost. If you can pay someone a few hundred dollars to free up time to put towards a video that is getting millions of views, that is a no-brainer. I edited my first 800 videos myself. I remember thinking that no one will ever be able to match my style. All that other crap everyone says. Then you get an editor and it's like, I was stupid. You could put that time into making your next video. From 12 years old until now, all I did was YouTube. I think he's 21, somewhere around there. My friends make movie references I don't get. I only grew up on YouTube. This was his dream since he was a young kid. I mean, he still is, but from a really young kid. Uh, he says, I was grinding every day for years, not getting anywhere. And then a lot of people that, that choose to go the route of entrepreneurship are, gonna are going to empathize with his next sentence. There were so many times when I went to bed wondering if I was wasting my time. Uh, so then he says, I think most people have more time. They just convince themselves they don't. Anyone listening to this probably spends an hour plus a day on Instagram and Twitter. If you cut that out, your life would be no worse and you'd have a free hour to do whatever you want. I love when people grind for a year or two and then give up and say it's impossible. Those are rookie numbers. So he did it for six or seven years, I think. Six, let's say five to six years before he got any traction at all. Uh, that's very rare as well. And then finally, he just talks about like, you know, people have these theories in the industry. What can I do? How can I like benefit? Uh, like, how can I get the YouTube algorithm to work in my advantage? And he's like, you're, you're just complicating this. So he, again, he just looks at it very straightforward and, and um, comp from like a, a rare common sense angle. He says, people overcomplicate the YouTube algorithm. If people click on your video and watch your video, what the fuck else does YouTube want? 
They don't care about comments or likes. None of that matters. They just want you to click and watch.